Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. DraftKings is not only my favorite sports book, but all of America's top-rated sports book. And speaking of America, our top athletes are going to Tokyo to compete for gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer for all my listeners. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash out $100 in free credits if America wins any medal. That's right. 100 to 1 odds on any American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds is an offer that doesn't come around very often. In fact, one might say every two years. So sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, plenty of instructions for new users, and nearly limitless opportunities to get in on the action. Friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Did you know that your favorite band also loves your favorite hockey team? If you love hockey and you love music, you're going to love Bar Down Breakdown, a podcast that explores the crossover between alternative music and the sport we love, hockey. Every NHL player wants to be in a band. And every band guy wants to be an, 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 you know, a pro athlete. With guests from all over the globe, come along with us as we interview some of the most captivating names in alternative music and talk about why we love hockey and how it's influenced us. You know, there was a, for a few seconds, I thought, like, well, maybe we should wear a Montreal jersey. Then the NHL was like, mm, I think you should stay neutral. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. So tune in every Tuesday on the Hockey Podcast Network where we'll have a brand new guest and a unique look into the bridge between hockey and music. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Game over. Hello and welcome to the next to last, well, hopefully, Game over. 
where we say goodbye to each and every NHL team, whether they want to or not. And, well, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting to teams that, you know, either did make the conference finals or, in this team's case, just got to the finish line and just, oh, they were right there, but just couldn't make it. Just so everyone knows, due to scheduling reasons, I can't go in chronological order like I want. You're going to have this team up, you're going to hear from the Islanders, and then eventually the last one of these that will be put out will be our winners. But the one team here is the runner-up. They were founded in 1917. Well, they came into the league in 1917, if you want to you wanna count um, a couple years in the NHA. They play out of Bel Centre. They have 24 Stanley Cups to their name. 36 if you count pre-NHL years. Last one being in 1993. They have such names in the rafters, and hold on to your butts. There's a lot of them. Just to name a few, Doug Harvey, uh, 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 Howie Morenes. I I apologize, Quebec. I horribly butchered that. Larry Robinson, Dickie Moore, Elmer Lotch, and, of course, Guy Lafleur, Maurice Rocket, all hail the Lords of Quebec. I am talking about none other than Les Inhabitants de Montreal, or known as us dirty, filthy Americans as the Montreal Canadiens. And joining me from Bayou Benders is joining me representing the red, white, and blue of Quebec. Now, this is the part where the DJ talks, so don't say anything. Okay, brother. For all of you who get that reference, I love you. So, thank you for joining me, man. Welcome aboard, and welcome to Game Over. Um, y- y- and I just want to say, <laughs> you guys were almost there. Part of me was pulling for you. Yeah, man, th- uh, thank you for letting us uh, come on. Uh, yeah, we were almost there, and, uh, you know, shit, like four games into uh, the first round, I was like, you know, we're done. You know, so like even for us to get that far um, was more of a blessing than anything. You know, it was uh, a lot further than we expected. A lot of people said, and of course, a lot of YouTubers said that um, you guys to get as far as you did, Carey Price would have to go Super Saiyan. And that's pretty much what happened to him. Um, But if there's one thing that can be really drawn out from this you know, you guys have a really, really good young core to be excited about. So, yeah, it it does hurt, but there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, uh, it really does. And Carey Price did go Super Saiyan, and I know we'll get into a little bit of expansion stuff soon. But um, that is exactly what we needed from him to do, and he showed that he still had it. And I was I was very uh, – we were very fortunate to, to, to let him and have him go on a run like that. But the future is bright. We got to see that uh, – just kind of fumbles in the first um, the first round with like not starting Cole Caulfield um, was a bit of a, a blunder. Same thing with KK, but um, you saw these youth start to shine, and, and we got some more guys coming up soon. Uh, possibly seeing like a Ryan Palin coming up uh, next season, but uh, the future is bright for us. We have a, a lot of young talent, um, just just ready to prove themselves. So to kind of 
you know, let let's let's ask you the question that I've asked a bunch of other teams getting to this point. Um, maybe we touched on this a little, maybe we didn't, but what happened? As the kids like to say, what happened? Man, um, you know, we we really did go up against the best team in the league. Um, they they've been predominantly one of the you know one of the best teams in the league for the past four four years. And um, when we got to them, they played the exact same way uh, as they did six years ago, which caused that that beat us uh, and then caused us to to revamp our entire team. And truthfully, it's the team I wanted to play. I knew Tampa was what put us in our rebuild. So why not take on the best team once again? I, I felt like um, when they were playing Chicago, they needed just a few more pieces, right? And then they found their magic. And this team's lights out. They they play with that extra man um, in our zone, and it, it, it crumbled us. You know, um, we played the entire playoffs scoring the first goal and then really hammering down uh, defensively to, to, you know, to keep the game within our grasp and then waiting for, for mistakes to, to capitalize off of. And Tampa immediately took that from us, and, and we knew that was coming. But uh, their depth was unreal. Uh, the fact that, like, uh, someone is talented in the playoffs as Tyler Johnson sitting on the fourth, uh, you know, in the beginning was uh, was very terrifying. Um, just overall, their depth is uh, remarkable. How they can put put together a team like that. I I have said this about scoring about playoffs time and time again. It is scoring depth and goaltending is what wins you cups. We see mm-hmm. this year after year after year. And when your guy who wins you the Stanley Stanley Cup name is Ross Colton. Who? Then, then that's just a real sign of, of the depth. But, but this isn't about Tampa. This is about you guys. So um, we are going to pivot to when Cthulhu comes a calling. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. I amaze even myself when I come up with these. This is great. <laughs> so, um, by the time this episode drops, it will be literally right before. Um, the expansion draft is set to happen on Wednesday. Um, yeah, uh, the da, 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 checks notes the 20, 20, 21st. I can count. Um, so I would ask you who gets left on the on the street corner for when Seattle comes by on Wednesday. But on Saturday afternoon, a huge bombshell was dropped that. Carey Price is left out in the open. Now, to me, this seems like, to me, being the partial joker that I am, the ultimate nuclear option if Carey Price were to get taken. I don't think it's going to happen, but if they're not going to take Carey Price, whom do you think on the inhabitants gets taken? Oh, man, it's a bit scary, Uh, especially like Mason... Uh, which is my co-host on Habs Nightly, uh, immediately sent me sent me that tweet. He was like, have you seen this? And, uh, yeah, it's it's all um, Canadian Twitter has been talking about as Carey Price. Um, but, you know, this is something that, you know, a lot of Habs fans really can't, really can't handle. But me and Mason said uh, last season, you know, if we can't get Carey Price a cup, he deserves to be – he, he deserves the ability, if he wants to, to go to a team where he believes he can win a cup on. And um, 
obviously that was before what we just did. I think he's got a great shot at doing it us with with us again. It might not be this season, but I think maybe the the following season we can have the pieces back in play for him to do that. But um, this is kind of a, a, a sweet deal for Carey Price. If it if it if it works out for him, I believe his wife is out is is from like around the Seattle area. He's about an hour away from his home, you know, his hometown. Um, it just kind of works out as far as like um, if he wanted to be closer to his family. He is. I'm not saying he's getting up there in years, but you know, uh, he's he's pretty. He, I would say he's getting pretty close to retiring as far as the retiring age for goalies, but. Uh, it's a definite shock, but that that price on his head is a bit much. Um, but hey, you never know. Seattle, Seattle might swing that. He's um, based on you know what he did in the playoffs. He's the best goalie that's available right now. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't see them not at least you know swinging at swinging at that idea. But uh, if it's not if it's not Carey Price and they don't go for that. Um, Man, I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they go based off a of playoff performance. Uh, maybe someone like Paul Byron. Um, it's someone I really expected to be on our protected list. Um, you know, but um, he, he's got, I believe he's like a, a 3.5 as far as his cap right now. It's still not bad for a player like him. He really uh, proved himself this season despite being put on waivers like two or three times. And then really being one of our our key guys depth wise in the playoffs. Um, he could play any line you really put him on. He gets forced to play on the, the fourth and the third uh, with the Canadians. But, you know, Paul, Paul Byron really has a lot left to give. And um, that one stings a bit when you see him on there because he's such a homer. He loves Montreal. Uh, you know, the, le- the episode that's about to come out for us as well, you know, I had talked to uh, another Montreal Canadiens podcast and um, just listening to Paul uh, Paul Barron's exiting um, comments uh, was kind of sad because, you know, he, he lives in Montreal in the offseason. He does everything in Montreal. He lives for this city, loves to play for his team. And it's been like that for every team he's been on. Um, you know, there's some other names like uh, Philip Deneau. You got Jonathan Drouin who could, you know, restart his career. But um, the one that stings other than Carey Price the most is going to be Paul Byron. But, you know, Philip Deneau, I mean, he's a Selkie snub. Um, Why? I don't know. But that guy, you know, even despite him not putting up, you know, as much offense this season, that's a little irregular. I don't see that happening, you know, unless it's, it's, it's the start of the decline of his, you know, his offense. But this guy defensively, um, there's a reason why players – uh, of top caliber like uh, Nathan McKinnon say that he Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience Fred is known in the UK for three things customer service, bonuses and delivering the best overall experience to players Need more? Download the Bet Fred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up No emperors, no movie stars just a sports book you can trust Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The, the guy they don't want to go up against, you know. Um, he could be a dangerous asset to any team. And he plays first line minutes. So, you know, you could be, you know, slotting in a, a very formidable center on your first or, you know, at best your second line. Great on the face-off, and maybe that's something Seattle's looking for. And then you got Jonathan Duran, who's 
might be looking for a fresh start. You know, the Canadians, his hometown has not given him the love that he deserves. And so why not, uh, why not get another fresh start for him? All very good options. Um, I remember seeing Paul Byron when he was with the Portland Pirates about, you know, about six or seven years ago. Um, he's just a guy, you know, you got to Montreal and it just seemed all to click for him. Like, like you didn't realize, oh, he scored a goal tonight or, oh, he's got an assist. You know, he's, he's a guy, a good, probably uh, middle six guy that almost any team would, would like to have. Um, Drew Ann, as you said, you know, well, it's a good place for him to start over again for what the fourth time in his career. Um, but that, but that carry price option, if, if, if the if his name it's gets <laughs> if, if well if his name gets spoken I'm, I'm I'm reminded of a scene from the movie Mars attacks where this this back alley redneck couple no offense to those all listening um, watch their son get shot by aliens on television and they just start flipping the channels like no no it didn't happen it didn't happen but every channel is broadcasting the alien invasion and i could just see all of montreal go going no 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 that didn't happen that didn't happen just scrolling down twitter and seeing carry price's name getting taken but um you know it's it's an option um i honestly don't see it happening um i don't think it will but um I've been wrong before, and uh, hockey can be very weird sometimes. So, you know, Richard, I like that you said that. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to no, go ahead. Up, but go uh, ahead. to even make it worse, right? So, so Montreal is, um, is is kind of going a little nuts seeing that, and then his wife goes to her Instagram uh, and puts on her story, and it's like, uh, everybody, this wall makes sense soon, and leaves it very open like that. So now it's late at night, and now everyone is back freaking out even harder so like like <laughs> everybody is losing their fucking minds right now cryptic instagram me- messages what could possibly go wrong that that almost sounds like someone going like honey watch this watch this bam post it and just oh god Oh god, this is a this is a troll. This has got to be a troll job. But anyway, anyway, let let's turn our attention to on Friday when we have the draft as as well. Um, I you know I should have the stuff up in front of me. I don't, so I'll just ask you the basic question. Um, assuming Montreal does have a first round, which would be a very late first round. Is it just more reloading the farm system or trading for some high-end talent? All right, so we're dealing with Mark Bergevin, uh, and this man is the true wild card, and I wouldn't be surprised with it being so late if he doesn't at least explore the option of moving it. I believe we got the 30th pick this season, uh, but we have 15 picks in the draft so far. Um you know, maybe a team who's really trying to move it, move, you know, make some moves might be, might be interested in a 30th pick. So, uh, Mark Bergevin is crazy as hell, but his shit seems to work. I used to lose my shit when he'd make any type of decision. And now I'm just in the back of the bus, letting him drive it. We're just going along for a ride. 
So uh, if we do anything, uh, we have a pretty solid farm system right now. I could see us at, uh, making some additions to that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Bergervan looks to move that and uh, possibly set up uh, an extra person coming to this team. Hopefully, like a, um, I'd love a, a puck moving defenseman. 15, fir- 15 picks. Dear, that can't be right. Checks cap friend. No, he's right. You have you have you have a lot. You you have a lot. Nice yeah, job. A lot of them came with uh with some of these you know late season uh, acquisitions. I believe we got two for Eric Stahl. Uh, one came in. <laughs> I think one came in off uh, uh, Gustafsson. Um. He he makes moves that always entail taking, getting a pick, and I believe, um, I think we gave away three or four in, in the season just to just to bring people in. Well, you, so, well, you got one from from the Capitals, part of the Brandon Dillon exchange, which was originally supposed to be San Jose's fourth this year. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's one of those weirds. Yeah, they traded one year and then traded that pick for another. It's it it it's technical jargon. So um so yeah, he's 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 right. Mark Mark Bergevan might be Dr. Frankenstein after all. You know, the mad mad scientist. It somehow all works out. So um we're we're going to pivot as Ross from Friends once said. We're going to take a look at October. Why should um, Quebec be optimistic going into October? Oh, man. Uh, you know, truthfully, if everyone's scared about Carey Price, it's understandable. But um, there is so much talent coming this season. Um, there's going to be movements regardless. Um, but what happened in the playoffs gave a lot of Quebecers and, you know, just, just fans of all over the countries. Uh, it gave us hope again. You know, this is a fan base that has been needing a bit of uh, fresh, you know, fresh air and got it. So um, this season brings fans that are going to be 100 percent behind the team, whatever happens, uh, despite, you know, whoever we lose, because we're going to lose one that that has been a key member, you know. Um, but the talent we have, you know, you can you can list off Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, uh, KK, excuse me. Um, bless you you know thank you thank you um there's just a lot of people that are that are going to be getting their chance hopefully we see like a ryan paling uh get his get his you know entrance finally back but um the future is ours and uh this is going to be a great a great season regardless of, of the outcome of it the, the canadians fan base is back so we're just excited um, yeah, you guys are an extremely young team, according to Cap Friendly. Here, your your technically oldest, he's not under contract, is Michael Frolik at thirty three. Uh, everybody else is twenty seven and younger. That is amazing to have that kind of success. And the really good ones, like you said, uh, KK Caulfield, are still on ELC deals. You know, and and Suzuki, which you have fleeced um, uh, Vegas for, still, yeah. still, st- still coming up as well. That this is d- again this kind of success for a young team is really unheard of. You should have gotten whacked in the first round if it wasn't yeah, just Toronto's legacy. 
Yes, I swear. Um, and then another thing, you know, we got the the Shea the Shea Weber thing, and there's going to be a chance he's going to be long term injury uh, reserve this entire season, um, and that gives us an opportunity to bring in uh, a, a big defenseman. You know, so who knows? Like we, I'd love to see like a Dougie Hamilton wear the Habs sweater, but you know that that'll come to fruition. But I mean, Tala Toffoli, you know. And oh, a remarkable season. Can't wait to see what he can do with 82 games. Same thing with Josh Anderson. Just uh, and then um, how can I forget uh, Romanov? You know, just we just have such a, a young team that plays very fast and has shown to play very effective. So one could say one could say these guys are really playing beyond their years. With now, when you look on how they were playing, um, you know, guys do that in their late twenties not a lot of players that are in their early 20s. So, you know, the future is bright there in Quebec, and that that's good. They need that. Canada needs that. Yes. So why should um, Les Inhabitants be depressed going into October? It's, it's obviously has got to be whatever unfolds in the expansion draft. But – um. The only thing you can really be depressed about is just is getting so close, you know, just three wins away from winning the Stanley Cup, and to having to to re you know to to restart a season. That's about the only thing you can really be sad about is, is going to be losing a key member of this team or or just you know reminiscing on on something that just wasn't our time. But um, we have a lot to look forward to, and this is one of those years where I really can't. I can't bar down and think of something that that could depress me. Um, you know, Shea Weber's maybe career-ending, you know, injury, but it's um, it, it's so strange to come from a place where there was so many books that you could say, oh well, it's this, it's it's this. There's so much depressing with this team. We we can't get a fucking win to save our lives, and and then now it's like. Well, shit, we only got three things that might be troubling us, and and two is you know kind of out to the wash already, so. You know, all, we, all we could do is be excited. We've, we've seen the team last season come out and win like eight games in a row in the beginning of the season. It looked look unnaturally powerful. And uh, I'm just happy to play back in the Atlantic this year and play some, some U.S. teams coming up. And I love having Tampa like at least four to five games this season. Yeah, a lot of old rivalries will be will be reignited, especially a certain black and gold team just down there across across the border. And, you know, here's hoping that um that the that the border can be opened up a little um a little bit more. And, you know, I know we have a full eighty two game season. There's a lot of optimism going on. And to the Canadians, you were just there. You were always so close, but then unfortunately the Tampa Bay Lightning said to you, Game over. Uh, I'll miss that soundbite when it's gone. I honestly will. So, so thank you. Thank you, my man, for coming on. I'll give you, I'll get you out of here on this. I'll give you a minute or two to promote whatever project or podcast you're working on. So, my friend, the board is thine. Oh, thank you so much, Richard. It's been a, a pleasure, truthfully. Um, yeah, folks, um, you can catch us on Habs Nightly uh, on Twitter. That's at Habs Nightly. Myself is at Bayou Benders. Um, 
that's that's really just about it. You know, we just can't wait to talk uh, hockey with more people and really can't wait for more games to come back around. But, you know, I love when the off seasons are just as exciting as this. There's just so much to do and it's hockey's going to be back in no time. So um, it's just been an absolute pleasure, Richard, talking to you. Thank you very much, man. You know, always love um, talking to fans uh, of teams in the Great White North. And that's one thing I've been really thankful to do on this podcast is that, you know, you know, I know you're, you're, you know, actually based out there in Louisiana, not that there's anything wrong with that, but to see a perspective of from a Canadians fan there in Louisiana and also to be able to talk to a few people from Toronto and Winnipeg as well has been a lot of fun. So to all of you out there who have listened, thank you very much. Down the home stretch we've come. We got another team or two before we head to the winner's circle, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah.